Ahoy there, me heart is. This be your Captain Jolly Roger, ready to set sail across the world wide waves with you. So, hoist the sails, lift the anchor, and prepare for a voyage. Today, I'm showcasing the work of Duke Ellington. So, without further ado, let's listen to Sugar Rum Cherry, Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy from the Nutcracker Suite. Edward Kennedy Ellington was born in Washington, D.C. on April 29, 1899. His mother, Daisy, was the daughter of a former American slave. Ellington's career spanned more than 50 years. Though widely considered to have been a pivotal figure in the history of jazz, Ellington himself embraced the phrase beyond category as a liberating principle 
and referred to his music by the more general category of American music. One jazz singer influenced by Duke Ellington was Laurence Lebo. Let's hear what she has to say. Who's been the greatest encouragement to you in your career? Oh boy. You know, believe it or not, Duke Ellington. Right. Ellington was such an entrepreneur. He was one of the first musicians ever to take an ad out in the phone book to advertise his business. Uh, he did all sorts of things. Like he hired a, a gentleman to walk in front of him when he was going inside the clubs. And the guy would go ahead of him and open the door and say, Here comes the Duke. <laughs> wow. He forced somebody to do that. And, um, you know, he just did all sorts of wonderful kind of entrepreneurial things and he really inspired me. Let's listen to Lawrence Levo now with Stop Shouting Your Business. <laughs> I was a little 
perturbed at him, you know, kind of putting me under the gun in a couple of weeks. And while I was standing in line there, this guy behind me was just yelling, yelling on his phone. And the whole song just kind of rolled out from there. <laughs> Duke Ellington's mother, Daisy, surrounded her son with dignified women to reinforce his manners and teach him to live elegantly. Ellington's childhood friends noticed that his casual offhand manner, his easy grace and his dapper dress gave him the bearing of a young nobleman and began calling him Duke Ellington. Duke Ellington credited his chum, Edgar McEntry, for the nickname. I think he felt that in order for me to be eligible for his constant companionship, I should have a title, so he called me Duke. Talking about Grace, taken from the album Grace and Beauty, here's the New Orleans Ragtime Orchestra with Creole Bells.
some of the musicians who were members of Ellington's orchestra, such as saxophonist Johnny Hodges, are still, in their own right, considered to be among the best jazz musicians. Here is Johnny Hodges with That's a Blues Old Man. Sellington who took these outstanding musicians and melded them into the best-known jazz orchestral unit in the history of jazz, however. Ellington originated over 1,000 compositions, often in collaboration with others. He also recorded songs written by his own bandsmen, such as Juan Trizol, Caravan, which is here performed by Ralph Matari. 
After 1941, Ellington collaborated with composer-arranger-pianist Billy Strayhorn, whom he called his writing and arranging companion. With Strayhorn, he composed many extended compositions or suites, as well as further shorter pieces. Let's hear a suite now. This is from the Nutcracker Suite, Arabesque Cookie.
following an appearance at the Newport Jazz Festival in July 1956, Ellington enjoyed a major career revival and, with his orchestra, now embarked on world tours. He recorded for most American record companies of his era at some point and appeared in several films, scoring several and composed stage musicals. Though Ellington took piano lessons, he was more interested in baseball. President Teddy Roosevelt would come by on his horse sometimes and stop and watch us play, he recalled. Ellington went to Armstrong Technical High School in Washington, D.C. He got his first job selling peanuts at Washington Senators baseball games. So let's listen now to the Peanut Brittle Brigade with Duke Ellington.
In the summer of 1914, while working as a soda jerk at the Poodle Dog Cafe, he wrote his first composition, Poodle Dog Rag. I would play it as a one-step, two-step, waltz, tango, and foxtrot, Ellington recalled. Listeners never knew it was the same piece. I was established as having my own repertoire at that time. He missed more piano lessons than he attended, feeling that playing the piano was not his talent. Ellington started sneaking into Frank Holliday's pool room at the age of 14. Hearing the pool room pianists play ignited Ellington's love for the instrument and he began to take his piano studies seriously. Later, in New York, he took advice from Fats Waller, who is here performing, You Run Your Mouth! Shut up! You run your mouth, I'll run my business, brother! You run your mouth, and I'll run my business, brother. You tell everybody that I'm busted. <laughs> Talk so much, you got me disgusted. <laughs> you run your mouth. I'll handle my business, brother, and I ain't playing. You run your mouth, and I'll run my business, brother. You run your mouth and I'll run my business, brother. You're always telling me you're my pal. <laughs> Wanna tell me how to sell my gal? I ain't worried about that. You run your mouth. I handle my business, brother. And you keep that in mind. Long, long ago. So you hand that job there for yourself, but I'll handle mine, see? Brother. Send me on out there! Give me a mouth! I got the business, yeah. Yeah. 
wouldn't do that fast if I were you. You run your trap. <laughs> I'll handle the business. Here's the business. Sidney Bechet also provided Duke Ellington with advice and encouragement. Here, together with Louis Armstrong, is Sidney Bechet in Pretty Little Missy. Kissy baby, sweet little missy, give me a little kissy please. Honey baby, so far I can really go for you, dear. Looking very kissy, little missy, have no fear. Speedy up, speedy up, speedy up, speedy up, baby, I can't wait. Pucker up, pucker up, pucker up, pucker up, baby, don't be late. Ellington started to play gigs in cafes and clubs in and around Washington, D.C. His music attachment grew to be so strong that he turned down an art scholarship to the Pratt Institute in Brooklyn in 1916. Working as a freelance sign painter from 1917, he began assembling groups to play for dances, and in 1919, met drummer Sonny Greer from New Jersey, who encouraged Ellington's ambition to become a professional musician. Through his day job, Ellington's entrepreneurial side came out when a customer would ask him to make a sign for a dance or party. He would ask them if they had musical entertainment. If not, Ellington would ask if he could play for them. Here is Duke Ellington with it don't mean a thing. What I do, what I do, what I do, da da do, da da do. I 
Ellington moved out of his parents' home and brought his own as he became a successful pianist. At first he played in other ensembles and in late 1917 formed his first group, the Duke's Serenaders, coloured syncopators, his telephone directory advertising proclaimed. He was not only a member but also the booking agent. His first play date was at the True Reformers Hall, where he took home 75 cents. Ellington played throughout the Washington, D.C. area and into Virginia for private society balls and embassy parties. The band included childhood friend Otto Hardwick, who started on string bass before finally settling on alto saxophone. Arthur Wetzel on trumpet, Elmer Snowden on banjo and Sonny Greer on drums. The band thrived, performing for both African-American and white audiences, a rarity at that time. So let's listen now to Duke Ellington with Toot Toot Tooty Toot. Thank you. 
Ellington made a fateful decision to leave behind his successful career in Washington, D.C. and move the band to Harlem, where they found an emerging jazz scene that was highly competitive and hard to crack. They hustled pool by day and played whatever gigs they could find at night. Here's Rick Astrin with Harlem Nocturne. young band met stride pianist Willie the Lion Smith, who introduced them to the scene and gave them some money. They played at rent house parties for income. After a few months, the young musicians returned to Washington, D.C., feeling discouraged. Here we have John Lee Hooker with House Rent Boogie. The House Rent Boogie. I told the landlady, 
I done lost my job. And I didn't have the rent. She said, I don't care about you ain't got the rent. Because all I want is my money. You've been here three weeks. And you ain't paid a dime. I said, give me one more week to get the money together. She said, I'm going to give you one more week. You're going to have the rent out the door you're going to go. The next week come, I didn't have the rent. And I come in, I sneaked in the house late that night. That morning come, she knocked on my door. So I want my money right now. I said, lady, now all day long trying to find a job, and I ain't found nothing. And I've been here for quite a little while. She said, I want my money right now. I said, wait till I go out in the street and come back. Taking my old guitar, go out in the street on the corner. I sat down. I said, fellas, some give me a nickel, and some give me a dime, and some give me a quarter, and I'll pay right there for you all day long. Because I can't go home. The old landlady got my clothes on the porch. I don't like that stuff. I played and I played. When I got to the house, my rent I owed was thirty-six dollars and something for the three weeks. And I only had ten dollars of that money. And I told her, I said I made ten dollars a day. Give me three days and I get the rest of it. She said, all right. When the three days come, I was six dollars short. She threw me in the street in all of my clothes. I said, fellas, you're gonna never get behind your rent if you can help it, because it's hard. Throw your clothes in the street. I mean in the street, in the dead open street. Got nowhere to go, it's cold outside. You don't like that stuff. Yes, yes. my clothes, I slowly walked away. It was cold, it was snowing, I was hanging out of job. I had no place to go. I goes to my sister-in-law's house. She act all funny. I, I stood around till it got late that night. And she comes a yawning, you know. She wouldn't cook. She eat in the kitchen one at a time. And I sit there. After a while, she said, well, we got to go to bed. And you know, we crowded up here. We wanted to stay all night, but we ain't got no place for you to stay. Now, that's the way your people do it. The house rent book. The house rent book. The house rent book. The house rent book. In June 1923, a gig in Atlantic City, New Jersey, led to a play date at the prestigious exclusive club in Harlem. This was followed in September 1923 by a move to the Hollywood club, 
49th and Broadway, and a four-year engagement, which gave Ellington a solid artistic base. Ellington made eight records in 1924. Duke Ellington and his Kentucky Club Orchestra grew to a group of ten players. They developed their own sound by displaying the non-traditional expression of Ellington's arrangements, the street rhythms of Harlem, and the exotic-sounding trombone growls and wah-wahs, high-squealing trumpets, and sultry saxophone blues licks of the band members, and being a great saxophone fan. I don't need any more encouragement to play this track by Don Bias. You're my thrill.
sadly now we've reached the end of our show. We will continue the story of Duke Ellington at a later day. But for now, all that's left is for me to say thank you to you, my listeners, because it's you that make it all worthwhile. And now Duke Ellington will play us out with Dance of the Floridas. Thank you.